Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks the answer to the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my dog Rachel. <laughs> Say hello, Rachel. We have to teach her how to speak. But I'm also here with, with the my... teacher. What's that? The teacher not to eat the pine cones. Don't eat the pine cones. But I'm also here with my wife, Karen. How are you? Great. That's good. Don't touch that. Well, Karen, I have a slight cough, so if I cough a few times, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was having this huge coughing fit it's at not work. a slight cough. <laughs> slight cough, yeah. It's a, it's kind a of pretty a hack. significant cough. Yeah, kind of hacking cough. I don't want to go into detail, though, because, you know... You can't touch that. It's just bad. But anyway. Hello. Uh, so who's Rachel? I, I, said, I said join with my dog Rachel, and that's true. It's a true story. We have a new addition to the family. Not even here a week. Yeah. Little puppy. Boston Terrier. <laughs> Her name is Rachel. So we have an adopted rescue hamster. Mm-hmm. An adopted dog. Mm-hmm. Maybe an adopted baby. Maybe that's number three. Maybe an adopted baby. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Whatever the Lord sees fit to do. But we have this dog. This dog's kind of weird. <laughs> but we're used to weird dogs. <laughs> but. So, yeah. we started the podcast with a dog. Mm-hmm. Then we lost our dog and we had a baby. Right. And now we have. Strange. <laughs> we still have that baby, and we have a dog again. So now yeah. we have both. <laughs> and she's back looking out the window. What is going on? She's like, why am I all the way up here on the second floor? <laughs> Let me push this curtain over a little. Yeah. But she's not really our dog. She's... Rue's dog. Our daughter's dog. Because she made this whole presentation... <laughs> If she could have done PowerPoint, she would have. Of, of why we should get a dog, because it would make our happiness levels go up. Yeah. She's like, your happiness levels are here, but they could be here. <laughs> she made charts, yeah. Charts, graphs. That's pretty funny. Little salesman. I wonder if we would have this dog if she didn't overhear me on the phone. Right. The phone call from mm-hmm. a friend. So there's this dog that needs a home. Yeah. Uh, and it just happened to be... A Boston Terrier, which she knows we like. (sighs) She's pretty cute. So as soon as she sent the pictures, it was pretty much done. Done deal. Done deal. And she signed a contract saying that she would feed the dog, take the dog outside. So Rue convinced us and signed a contract. She is doing good. But it hasn't even been a week, so. True. (laughs) But anyway, she, she went to the zoo. I didn't get to go to the zoo. I know. I the zoo. What zoo? Philly. Philly Zoo. I haven't been to the Philadelphia Zoo since I think I was in sixth grade. <laughs> it's crazy. I like zoos. Yeah. Remember that little zoo we went to in Maryland? With Kyle and yeah. yeah, that's a fun zoo. Where are you going? We should go back to that zoo. But anyway, Karen, enough of this chitter-chatter. 
Pitter patter. Pitter patter. What are we even <laughs> doing here today? Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Karen, let me ask you. You know, the holidays are coming up. We're going to be around family the a lot. Holidays. The holidays are coming. Well, I holiday. <laughs> Resurrection Sunday. But we always get together on that day at your family's house, at your sister's house. Well, not always. Sometimes at yeah. Lori's. Okay. Sometimes. But usually it's with family. Yeah. We always get oh, together. Yeah. Except that one Easter years ago, I went to watch spring training baseball game. Did you? Yeah. I remember that. Way before I was saved. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good day to go. Easter must have been early that year. Well, did you go to Florida with your dad? Yeah. Is that, oh, okay. I think that was over in Easter. You guys used to do that. Weekend. Uh, but anyway, Karen, when we get together with family, I often find it hard to share the gospel with them. Why is that? Do you find it hard to share the gospel with your family? Because we must not love them enough. <laughs> Maybe that is it. Maybe that could be a reason. I don't think it's the... But... It seems like... Why'd you have to say that? I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Because that's what I always think of. I was like, why Why is it so hard? Because these are the people I I grew up with mm-hmm. or raised me or like, you know been part of my life forever especially my close friends who I grew up with too and I should love them more than like an acquaintance right yeah like someone I just met five seconds ago mm-hmm. but it's easier to say to that person I met five seconds ago hey when's a good time to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ no, I just think of that bird in yeah. the window meme <laughs> like <is> that <laughs> yeah excuse me sir um anyway um, but yeah, I mean, don't we love them enough to, but then again, because they do know us and they know that we're not who we were, right. I mean, at least they think we think we're not who we were. Right. They're not sure. Um, they have heard the gospel, but mm. maybe not, you know, specifically directed at them. I mean, they know we talk about it. They know we post stuff about it. They know. Mm -hmm. So they've heard, but I don't know. It's almost like because we are family. Yeah, like, like, yeah, kind of, yeah, like what you're saying. So for me, it's fear, a little bit of fear, mm-hmm. right? That of of rejection. Mm-hmm. So, even though it might not be me, they're rejecting, but they're rejecting the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So they, you know, they already know. I'm sure, like the whole family knows, I'm pretty out there with evangelism on Facebook, and you know, they know that I've preached and I've shared sermons with them. So they've heard the gospel, you know, a few few people at least have listened to the sermons, heard the gospel. Uh, but it's that, it's that, you know, one-on-one situations that come up when, when we're together for like holidays or specific gatherings, birthdays, or just hanging out like on a Saturday night. Uh, that opportunities come up and I just, I just don't go through the door and, and just share right then and there like you know 
especially like if a conversation comes up maybe about politics, you know, and, and some people in your family are more on the conservative side of the politics. And that could be it's easier, a lead a in, bit, yeah. you know, yeah, because they already kind of agree, you know, not some that, of them, yeah. yeah, not that we're Republican or anything like that, but we're, so, so, but if they have conservative. more conservative values, you know, that's more aligned with Christian values, biblical values, and that could be an opportunity to share, yet I don't, you know, and I think mm-hmm. later, like things that I could have said. And then on the other side, when more, you know, people who have more politically liberal values, there's opportunities there to share and just just ask questions like well why do you see it that way yeah but i don't like and i think it's like it's pride too because you it's not that your family doesn't like you but right when you bring up this stuff all the time they like you less and less not that they don't like you but they don't like you around (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like do we have to invite them tonight because we kind of just want to you know (laughs) <laughs> well, on the other side of that, too, is, like, at least me, I'm always thinking, well, I'm going to see this person again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see yeah, them again. So it's like, so it's, like you, it's pride. You want, want them to like right, you. you. want Yeah, you want there to be friction and confrontation, so you, you self-preserve, right? So mm-hmm. it's, you might think you're not sharing more about the gospel and Jesus and repentance and things like that because you care about the person but it's actually you care more about yourself like you're saying mm-hmm. it's that pride that well i just don't want to start conflict yeah because I'm gonna, so you're making it more comfortable for yourself yeah. when there is a loving way to share it where it won't necessarily cause a conflict between you and that person but it's there's it's still going to be confrontational yeah because it'll come down to sin <laughs> really yeah. in the worldview no i think over time though it has gotten better yeah you know like in the beginning it was like oh my gosh like in the beginning we did get made fun of you know like we did you know but now i don't know i feel like we're kind of definitely planting seeds yes yes seeds are there it's just they're some are on rocks some are on you know i always i always pray in the morning i have i think i've said this before on on the show that uh like I have a list of our, our family that I just run through in my head and say, God, please save this person and that person. You mm-hmm. know? But I also send, pray that God would send other messengers, not just us, even though we should be the messengers, but that God would send other messengers, other seed planters to plant in their lives. And uh, someone on, on Colleen and uh, Angela. Angela. On theology, theology gals, they were just doing a Q and A episode, and one of the questions I think was about like how do you deal with, as a Calvinist, <coughs> knowing that your children might not be saved. And she had a really good, Colleen had a really good answer, um, uh, just saying that she was at peace with that because she knows God is sovereign and she knows that whatever His will is right. is the best. For, for everything, for the mm-hmm. whole plan, for the whole kingdom, for everyone. So I was like, wow, I never thought about it that that way. And that could be the same for our family. Like, yeah. we're still called, even as Calvinists, <laughs> we're still called to be evangelical. We are still mm-hmm. called to preach the gospel. Um, but 
it takes that weight off our shoulders that it's not up to us though to save anybody right we don't have that burden on us yeah and that that is comforting but like you're saying at the same time we we can't rest on that right we i mean we rest on it but we don't uh, say, well, I'm not going to share the gospel then with my family because God will do what he wants to do. No, well, maybe he won't send another messenger, and you're that messenger. So we can I know. Like, even though he will. And I think when I don't take like, opportunity, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, you know, God's going to yeah, do what he's going to do anyway. I wasn't supposed to at that point. It wasn't, the door wasn't open, really. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was. Just because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And especially when, you know, family members are sick or, you know, have passed, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I didn't, you know? Yeah. There's that regret there. Yeah. That's that's tough. But but speaking of Calvinism, Karen, there's a uh, a podcast right now going through the five points of Calvinism. And is it the five solas? <laughs> the five solas. So here is uh, a little bit about them. The Five Solas Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide as we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths. We will be engaging issues in the church and world. Each week from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, we will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. And we're, and we're back. And the baby's screaming. We're back, and the baby's screaming. Uh, but, yeah. Happy I mean, screams. You know what I was thinking, too, is, yes, it's hard to share the gospel with, with friends and family, and I'm sure other people share that frustration as well. But sharing the gospel in general sometimes can be hard with people, well, yeah. people who don't even know. And but I always think of this verse, and I always quote this verse, and it's one of my favorite verses. And baby, baby agrees. He's baby so close to crawling. Yeah, he's he's, he's squirming okay. around. But uh, Romans one verse sixteen: For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Mm. So when I don't share, and I have opportunities. Am I ashamed? Like, I think right. I like. Yeah. Am I ashamed? Of the guy? Oh. It's the power, and I have tracks, and I bought tracks to hand out to people, and sometimes I don't. Like, I got these ones that say thank you, and it's for people who serve you. Like, if you're at a restaurant, or you go to the grocery store, or the gas station, because here in Jersey they pump gas for you. Uh, but <laughs> just hand it to somebody, which I've done. I have done, and usually they'll look at it and say, "What's this?" And then they'll go, "Oh." <laughs> Because uh, I guess somebody else has had them, one of those before. It's one of these. Yeah. 
because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that that does that. Uh, and then they say, "Are you a Jehovah Witness?" I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Here to witness Jehovah. Uh, but it's it, it could be as simple as that with with strangers just handing them track. Um, because the gospel is the power of salvation. It's the power. It's the dynamite. It's explosive. And that's what saves. It's not us. We just deliver the message. But are we ashamed to deliver the message? Right. Man. Yeah. We're convicting ourselves. No, definitely. Okay. It's definitely that's... convicting. And I want to share the gospel. And I feel called to do that. You know, ever since I've gotten saved, I've, I've shared with people. I pray for opportunities. And some people say, oh, that's not my calling, but it is for everyone right. who is a Christian. And there's always people in our lives that we can share with. And yes, you invite people to church. Definitely do that because then hopefully you're in a gospel preaching church that they will hear the gospel. But not everybody's going to come to church. So we, we can't just invite and hope that they come. We need to share the gospel with them. And if, there's, if, if God changes their heart and they come to repentance and faith, then God will also lead them to a Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church. But we need to deliver that message. We need to be, learn how to be fishers of men, learn from Christ, learn the way of the Master. That's why Ray Comfort is a great ministry. If uh, A little recommendation, follow Ray Comfort Living Waters ministry, the way of the Master. He's got free resources on YouTube. And just how he shares the gospel with people, how like little clips of him just going out with his dog on a bike. <laughs> yeah, his little dog's got sunglasses on. He's out in uh, in California, I think, in Los Angeles, and he'll just have conversations with people and ask them, you know, what they believe, and then he he takes them through the law, you know, basically asking them, have they ever lied, have they ever lusted, have <laughs> they ever lusted, woman with lust, <laughs> in his New Zealand accent. Yeah, that's um, great. But just basic ways to to share the gospel and just get people thinking, and it's always by by what standard, you know. People all have a, a, a standard, or they have you know an opinion of what is right and what is wrong. But it comes down to an objective standard, so you can use that to share the gospel and and share Christ with people because Jesus is the standard. The Bible, the Word of God, is the standard. But it's it's easy to talk about doing. It's harder to actually put it into yeah. put it into action. I saw. I don't know if this is related to it, but I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, an unbeliever friend of mine on Facebook uh, yesterday posted something because the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral just burnt. Just like I don't know if the whole thing burnt down, but in France it, it basically went up in flames. And he posted something along the lines of uh, like what did he say something like well well the 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 church needs to stop uh, against the Roman Catholic Church needs to stop raping people and telling people what to do oh my gosh right so so he's saying like the hypocrisy or telling people how to live so they need to stop raping people and telling people how to live well you know I'm not defending the Roman Catholic Church Right on any point, uh, but it's interesting that that he doesn't see that by him saying that he's telling them how to live. So so like you shouldn't tell people how to live. Stop raping people and stop telling them how to live. 
well, you just told them now hmm. how yeah, you like... think they should live. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the inconsistency there? Yeah. So that, that again, I, I pick my battles. I didn't go into that with him on Facebook because I've challenged him before and it didn't end well. So, but things like that are opportunities where you can see inconsistencies of people and and things they say that you can just ask questions on like okay well by what standard are they to listen to you when you tell them how to live that's the whole problem with the world right now inconsistency like mm-hmm. everyone's telling everyone how to live but being offended by everyone telling them how to live right like just... yeah, you can't tell me how to live it's like that judgment thing like don't judge me why judging me yeah (laughs) you shouldn't judge people well what well our pastor was talking about that this weekend Mm -hmm. how you know yeah we need to judge we We need to discern we should judge against what god's word says i mean not pointing at the world all the time and saying right you know and he uh, which was i think was really cool really cool do people say cool anymore yeah, everybody still says cool <laughs> i think that's gonna stay for a long cool time cool is like <laughs> um i don't know why i said that anyway the younger people are teaching me like the new lingo but i find um like my friends kids that are older i mm. find the new lingo the new terms that are get recycled through so fast that as soon as you learn the new one, there's another one. But anyway. Right. Because um, nothing's lit anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm still saying lit. Not that I'm saying it. I only say it around young kids because I... Anyway. Um, what was I even saying? I don't know. What are we even doing here? <laughs> you talked about cool. Uh, it was cool with the sermon. Pastor's sermon. Oh. Yeah. Judgment. Yeah. You're so judgmental. He says we are so busy pointing out what's wrong with unbelievers or mm. what's wrong with the world. And he's right. Like, you know, and we should be judging ourselves like other Christians because we need to weed out the evil that's in the church right. or pretends to be in the church mm-hmm. or thinks they're in the church. You know, yeah. um, we need to clean up our own act. Yeah. And Judgment. not keep pointing at he's uh, it was interesting because he said you know we can't expect an unbeliever to behave like a believer you Mm -hmm. know and so true because they can't because they can't yeah until they're regenerated so we don't judge them but we do bring the word of god to confront them like ray comfort does so and he always says well i'm not judging you but by your own admission you're a liar you're (laughs) yeah you're, you're a thief you've stolen like yeah yeah so so we we can do that but we aren't to say well why is this sinner acting like a sinner like because they're a sinner like sinner's gonna yeah. sin like sinner gonna sin sinner gonna sin but you know um there's another podcast i listen to where at the at, <laughs> at the end when he has a a guest on he usually has he plays a game with them where they would bring up like a, a topic or anything that's like not really related to the gospel and he will bring it into a, a gospel conversation. And you're going to hear about it, that podcast, right now.
Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. And we're back. <laughs> well, Karen, we talked a lot about stuff today. But I'm just going to read that verse. The baby talked a lot. Let's read that verse one more time so we can be convicted again. (laughs) For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So I hope that we aren't ashamed of the gospel, that, that God will use us, that God, the Holy Spirit would work through us, give us the words to say, give us patience, give us ears to hear what other people are saying so we can interact with them so we can be like Christ and we would ask important questions and just listen to people and see what they believe why they believe it and then show them the truth share the truth in love and and share the truth with gentleness and respect when we give the hope that is in us and pray that God changes those hearts because it's it is the gospel it's the power it's not me it's not you it's not how we share it's not it's 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 well, is how we share with love, mm-hmm. but it's not anything that we're going to specifically say in ourselves that's going to convince anybody. It's the gospel message that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He died a death on the cross that all sinners deserve. He was buried. He rose again. And when we put our trust in him and his finished work on the cross, then we can be forgiven. God the Father will look at us as if we lived the life of the Son because Jesus took and bore the wrath of God on the cross, and then he rose, and he's ascended to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, and call that goes out is repent and believe. Because sinners who die apart from Christ will have eternal punishment in hell. But that doesn't have to happen if you put your trust in Christ and his finished work, not our work and his finished work on the cross. And that's good news, and that's the gospel, and that's the power of salvation. So follow us. And the world needs the gospel. Yes. So Todd Friel was saying. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. I was watching Wretched before this. We recorded this. And he was saying some statistics about the suicide rates of kids actually between the ages of 5 and 18. And Five? Five. Yeah. What? I was like, five? And uh, I mean... I forget the number, but it's like over a million. Um, you know, kids go into the ER because of suicide attempts. You know, so we need we need people to share the gospel. Not that God is not sovereign and He's not going to take care of it anyway, but <laughs> but He uses means. God, he uses, God yeah. sovereignly uses means, are, and yeah. one of those means is us. As, well, you know. think about it. If nobody shared the gospel at all, 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's all part of the plan. So, if you're saved and you believe in Jesus Christ, go tell someone. Yeah. And then tell more people and have them yeah. tell more people. And then they'll tell two people and they'll <laughs> go share it. There's no, no greater news than the gospel. So, I pray that you share it and, and please out there pray for us that we will share with our family and our friends and our loved ones and not just strangers, but we'll, we'll share with, with people who've, who know us the best and not be afraid of what they think of us. Because what would be worse is if, if they die without ever hearing the gospel from us and then for some reason they come to us in a dream. I don't think any of this is possible, but <laughs> just think. Just think if they, after they die, they come. There's a very somehow, specific and, reason to share the gospel. Yeah, and be like, why didn't you ever tell me this? Like, oh my gosh, that would be the worst. Yeah. So, so tell as many people. And wouldn't loved it be ones. better if you did share the gospel, and then even if it's like, like say you share the gospel, and it was like they died the next day, and then later on you're in heaven together, and they're like, oh, I'm so glad that you said that right, right before I died, because wow. now what a we're reward. Here. That, that was, wow. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Thanks for letting me borrow your pencil. Then. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pencil. Pretty good pen. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was a uh, pretty good pencil. Follow you know. us on all the social media outlets. Uh, Facebook. Twitter. Instagram. iTunes. SoundCloud. And eventually... We'll be off the SoundCloud. Yeah, eventually we'll we be off keep... SoundCloud. I keep saying it. But Life is just too busy. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get on the on the bloobs. The blueberry. The bloobs. <laughs> the bloobs. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Connie's. Yeah. Connor. <laughs> Connor, if you're listening, I doubt it, but. But anyway. anyway. I hope you listen. <laughs> I hope you. I hope you learned something and listened today because you listened you. and. Or learned and didn't Look, listen. That'd be listen, weird. Learn. But I learned something and have a great Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. He is risen. Risen indeed. Big weekend. Big weekend. See you later. And in the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. And when you do learn what we were even doing here go tell someone amen <laughs> for our some parts you can't grab the mic